Great to see everybody out, great to be out, and uh, hope you'll get your Bibles, follow along as we study from the Scriptures, and just trusting that our time will be profitable and beneficial, and uh, as we look together in the Word of the Lord. First Corinthians chapter 15, beginning verse 51, Paul says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that it is written, Death swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abound in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. In particular, as you look there in number 52, in the moment, in a twinkling of an eye, that's pretty quick, pretty quick, less than a second, millisecond, it says, at the last trump, if you study in Numbers chapter 10, the trumpets were for different purposes, like to call the assembly or to attack in battle, various uses for the trumpets. And so when this last trumpet, when the trumpet shall sound, it says, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. So it is to announce something very important that's going to happen. And so it is, that's what we're going to study about tonight, when the trumpet shall sound. And we're going to use the word trumpet as an acronym, and you'll see what we're talking about. An acronym is that the T stands for something, the R stands for something, etc., etc., when the trumpet shall sound, when the trumpet shall sound, time will end when the trumpet sounds. In the book of 1 Corinthians 15, notice there in number 22 and following, Paul says, uh, For an Adam all die, even so in Christ shall be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterwards they that are Christ that is coming, then cometh the end. When the trumpet sounds, then cometh the end. Look there in John the 6th chapter, in John chapter 6. Four times Jesus is going to talk about the last day. Verse 39. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that all which he hath given me I should lose nothing, but I should raise it up when? At the last day. Verse 40. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one that seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up when? At the last day, verse 44, No man can come unto me except the Father which has sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Verse 54, Whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Four times Jesus talks about the last day. Don't know when the last day will be. Today could be the last day. That's possible. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Could be tomorrow might be the last day of planet Earth. Could be later this year. Could be next year. Could be a hundred years. We don't know when the last day comes. But when the trumpet sounds, time will end. You see, you have, you have, we'll, we'll just use this since I don't have a whiteboard. This is the beginning of creation. God created the world. Genesis 1 and verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And through this period that we call time, based upon the rotation of the earth, and as we circulate around the sun, we have time. We have day and night and change of seasons, etc., until the last day. Now, before time began, what existed? Anybody? 
God existed. Exactly. God existed in eternity past. We're sandwiched here in what's called time. And then there's coming the end where we will step into eternity future. So when the trumpet will sound, time will end. This will be the last day. Don't know exactly when it will be. We're not given, is it near, is it far away? I have no idea. People say, ah, you, you think it's close? Don't know. Could be. We're not given any signs. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, there are no signs given. We don't know the times nor the seasons. But when the trumpet sounds, yeah, time will end. And when the trumpet sounds, it will be the resurrection of the dead. As in Adam, all die. Even so in Christ, shall all be made alive. Look there in John 5, 28 and 29. Jesus says, marvel not this, for the hour is coming. Did you notice that? The hour. It's going to be the same hour, the resurrection of the just and the unjust. He says, for the hour cometh, in which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice, and they shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of condemnation. And then notice there in the book of Acts chapter 24. Acts chapter 24, couldn't get it squeezed in on the projector there, on the slide. But there in Acts chapter 24, notice there number 14 and 15. Paul standing before the, the Jews there. He says, but this I confess unto thee, that uh, after the way that they call heresy, heresy, so worship I the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and the prophets, and have hope toward God that they which, uh, 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 have hope toward God, which they themselves also allow, that there shall be what? Look, there shall be a resurrection, not resurrections, but there shall be a resurrection of the just and the unjust. Now, we emphasize that because we have premillennial friends who say, well, Jesus is going to return and the righteous will be raised after this thousand year reign. And depending what variation you have, maybe a thousand, seven years, thousand, three, a thousand, three and a half years, uh, the variation. But then after the millennial reign, the one thousand year reign of Jesus, well, then the resurrection of the evil. Well, it's not so because it's at the same resurrection. And what we see there in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, there's also going to be the transformation. There's going to be people living. It might be us. We might possibly be living when the Lord Jesus Christ comes. The dead will be raised first, technically, it says. But very soon after that, bam, then the living are translated. So when the trumpet sounds, yeah, time will end. There will be the resurrection of the dead. And when the trumpet sound, we will step before the universal judgment seat of Jesus the Christ. Look there in Acts chapter 17. In Acts chapter 17, notice there in number 30 and 31, And at the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. Now, why do we need to repent? Well, here, here's the reason, verse 31. Because he hath appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men that he hath raised him from the dead. What is the assurance that we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ? Jesus is raised from the dead. And it says we're going to be raised from the dead and we're going to have to give an account of ourselves. Look there in Romans, the 14th chapter. In Romans chapter 14, in verses 10 and following, uh, Paul says, But why do you judge your brother? Why do you set it not your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then, every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. And then, of course, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, also speaks about this universal judgment. It says in chapter 5, verse 10, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, 
that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. We will have to answer. Good or bad? There's not going to be any cover-up, not going to be smoothing things over, not going to be any fancy lawyers to try to get you out and finagle you out of guilt. No! We're going to stand before the judgment seat of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it will be universal, and it will be just, it will be fair, it will be exact. Everything will be brought out in the open. And that's pretty sobering to think about when the trumpet will sound. When the trumpet will sound, the material universe will be burned up. Exactly when that will take place, after the resurrection of the translation, will it take place before the judgment seat, after the judgment seat? Don't know exactly. Doesn't make any difference, because once we're raised... Once we are transformed, if we happen to be living, we'll be brought before the judgment seat of Christ. But then the material universe is going to be burned up. Look there in the book of Second Peter chapter 3. In Second Peter chapter 3, notice there in verse 10 and following, Peter says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. That is, unexpectedly. We expect it, just don't know exactly when. It says, uh, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. That means this building's going to be burned up. Kentucky's going to be burned up. Lake Cumberland's going to be burned up. Planet Earth is going to be burned up. The moon is going to be burned up. It's very glorious tonight, but it's going to be burned up. The sun's going to be burned up. All these things are going to pass away. Verse 11, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy manner of living and godliness, looking for and hastening into the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. And then notice there in the book of Matthew chapter 25, in Matthew, excuse me, Matthew chapter 24, and in verse 35, Jesus says, as he contextually talking about the destruction of Jerusalem, he says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. It may seem, well, if this really happened to Jerusalem, yeah, it's going to happen. I mean, heaven and earth shall pass away, but the word of the Lord never passes away. God knows what he's talking about. He doesn't talk, he doesn't talk double talk. He doesn't just uh, whistling Dixie and, and doesn't really know what he's talking about. No, God says it's all going to pass away when the trumpet shall sound. And when the trumpet shall sound, time will end, the resurrection of the dead, the universal judgment, the material universe will be burned up, and then the punishment of sinners, that is, impenitent sinners. If we say punishment of sinners, well, that would be everybody, because we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God, but we're talking about impenitent sinners. The difference between Christians and those that are not Christians, we're all sinners, is that Christians have been forgiven. Why? Because we repented and we found the uh, forgiveness that is found in Christ Jesus. And that's the promise for the child of God. Notice there in the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. In uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, notice there beginning in verse 7. Paul says, And to you who are troubled, rest with us, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. That's when the trumpet will sound, announcing the coming of the Lord. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the gospel is the solution. People are, people are lost not because they, they fail to obey the gospel. People are lost because of sin. That's, that's the problem. The problem is sin. You see, the gospel is the solution. It's kind of like somebody bitten by a snake. Somebody says, here, here, take the antidote. No, I don't want to take it. It makes me feel bad. Okay. 
Your hand swells up and then you start suffocating and you die. Well, what killed you? Because you failed to take the hand? I don't know. Because you were bitten by a snake. You got snake poison. The poison that permeates through us is the problem of sin. The gospel is the antidote. And those who obey not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the power and from the glory of his power, from the presence of the Lord. You see, even people that hate God, even people that just deny God, they, they live in a sense in the presence of God. Wow, well, because look at the glorious moonrise tonight. It's glorious. It's evidence that God is. We see the change of season. That's evidence that God is. I mean, it's a manifestation of God. We'll see sunrise tomorrow, the Lord willing that the world stands and we live. It's just manifestation of God. But for those who are punished eternally, they are cast into what the Bible calls outer darkness from the presence of the Lord, Revelation chapter 14. Notice there in Romans, the second chapter. In Romans chapter 2, Paul talks about the punishment of the impenitent sinners, that is, people who refuse to repent, who refuse to accept the gospel, who refuse to accept God's mercy and kindness. There in Romans, the second chapter, notice there as uh, we pick up there in number 5, Romans chapter 2 and verse 5. It says, But after thy hardness and impenitent heart treasures up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath. The day of wrath is when the trumpet will sound and announce these ultimate uh, last things that are going to take place. And the revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his flesh, to them who by patience continuous and well-doing seek for glory, honor, and immortality, eternal life, but unto them which are uh, contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil, of the Jew first and also the Greek, for uh, but the glory, but glory, honor and peace upon every man that worketh good, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. Now listen, for there is no respect of person. Literally, the idea of respect of person is an acceptor of face. I like the way they look. I think I. I I think I'll be friends with them. I like them. I just like the looks. I don't. I don't like. I don't like the way they look. I don't like the way they dress. I don't like the color of their skin. I don't like their nationality. That is judging people on the outside, and that's wrong. God's not a respecter of character. He's not a respecter of face. He's a respecter of character. Absolutely. Doesn't make any difference whether you're rich or poor, educated or uneducated, good looking or not good looking. Whether you're, whether you're white, black, yellow, red, doesn't make any difference. What does make a difference is your character, what you're all on the, what you are on the inside. That's what makes a difference, and that's what's important. And so, we've got the punishment of sinners. Well, I got to skip there one. Alright? When the trumpet will sound, we're gonna step into eternity to come. See? Eternity past, God existed. God decided to create the world, create men, create human beings. We're living in time, but then when the trumpet will sound, we're all raised from the dead, stand before the judgment, we're going to step into eternity future. Notice there in Matthew chapter 25. In Matthew chapter 25, Jesus talking about the separation of the sheep and the goats, describing perfectly humanity, the nature of sheep, followers, listeners, humility, Submissive to the pastor, submissive to uh, the, the call and the voice of the pastor and the goats, independent mind, doing what they want to do, rebellious, uh, kind of do their own thing. Perfectly describes humanity. 
But notice there in Matthew chapter 25 and verse 46, And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous unto life eternal. Everlasting, eternal, comes from the same word. Just as long as eternal life lasts, eternal punishment lasts just the same, because it's the same word. We step into eternity. We do not step into annihilation, as some people say, but we step into uh, eternity future. Notice there in the book of John, chapter 3, we know uh, verse 16. Let's begin with verse 15. And whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So it speaks about everlasting life. It speaks about condemnation, perishing, being lost in eternity future. Describing eternity to come. Look there in Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. It says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ. So you've got the gift of God, eternal life. That's eternity bliss, eternity with God, eternal life, eternity in heaven. The wages of sin is death. What it means by death, not talking about physical death. It's talking about the second death. We die spiritually when we enter into sin. But the payment for those sins that are not forgiven when we step into eternity will be the second death when we're cast into the lake of fire. The eternal separation, because the word death means separation. You see, you've got people die spiritually, that is, they're separated from God. We die physically, that is, the body and soul separate and the body dies. And then you've got eternal death, that is eternal separation from the very presence of God, and that, of course, is the punishment to come. That's pretty sobering to ponder about. Yeah, when the trumpet will sound. Could be tonight. Could be this coming week. We don't know. But when the trumpet will sound, yeah, time will end. Why? Because the material universe is burned up. Not going to be any days and nights. Not going to be any planet Earth. Not going to be any rotation. Not going to be going around the sun and being tilted toward the sun or away from the sun like in winter. Yeah, time will end. There's going to be a resurrection of all the dead and the translation of the living. We're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ when the trumpet will sound. The material universe will be burned up. The punishment of the wicked. We step into eternity come. And when the trumpet will sound, it will be the triumph of the saints. That's the glorious hour. That's the happy side. That's the magnificent side that is described in the Word of God. Look there in the book of 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Beginning there in number 13. Paul says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. That is, those that have died in Christ. He says that you shall not even as others who have no hope. So you had a contract. You got those that die in Christ. They die with hope. And then you have those that are dying out of Christ. They have no hope. That, 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 that sad words. No hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. That is, bring us into eternal glory. We're not going to miss out. I mean, some were thinking, well, wow, if you die before Jesus comes, you're going to, no, you're not going to miss out. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive remain in the coming of the Lord shall not perceive them which are asleep. 
You see, technically, the dead rise first. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. That's when the trumpet will sound. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. That's why I said technically that's what takes place first. Now it happens quickly. The more, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. I mean, if you got a stopwatch, you got to blink. How, how long is that? It's a millisecond. Bam. It's so quick. Snap of a finger. I mean, don't even take a second to snap your finger. So it's very quick. And then we who are alive and remain shall be called together with them in the clouds. That's the transformation process. To meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Verse 18. Therefore. The word therefore is a word of conclusion. When you see a therefore, we need to see what it's there for. The conclusion is that we will be raised from the dead if we've died in Christ. Or if we're living, we're going to be transformed and meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. This is according to the word of the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. It's very comforting. The great promises of God. Notice there in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter chapter 9. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, notice there in number 25. Paul says, and every man that strives for self-control uh, is temperate in all things. Now, they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I mean, people that are com- competing in the Olympics, competing in football, basketball, whatever. I mean, it, it, it's a sports analogy. I mean, you're giving it all you got to, to, to get the biggest score, to win the game, to be victorious. And they show great self-control. And so it is that we show great self-control. We don't feel, maybe sometimes we don't feel like being out, but we come because we want to be here and we want, we want to serve the Lord and we'll do what's right. And so we show safe self-control. There are things that are very tempting. Come on, come on, come on, Satan say, come on, partake. No, 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 it's destructive. It's dead in the street. We don't want to do that. And we do these kind of things. Why? To receive an incorruptible crown. Kind of interesting when you study the word crown, it's the idea of a, of a, uh, uh, well, uh, Stephanos, that is a victory crown, not a diadem like a royal regal crown that a king would wear. But the idea of Stephanos, a victory crown. And we have victory in Christ Jesus. And so the Bible talks about a crown of glory, talks about a crown of righteousness, a crown of life. And the honor, just like people that were in the Olympics and they would win and they would bow and they would put that crown made out of, out of leaves upon their head. And now they put, again, you're still bowing, but they put the medal and the honor and the glory that you, you are the gold medal winner of whatever competition and they play the national anthem, etc. And it's, it's such a glorious time. And for the righteous, we will go marching in. It's like that song, when the saints go marching in. I want to be in that number. I hope you want to be in that number. I want to be in that number. For sure, for certain. And then notice there in the book of uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. We notice there in verses 7 through 9, when the Lord returns, when the trump sounds with all his holy angels, punishment. But notice the contrast there. Notice the contrast then in verse 10. When he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe because our testimony among you was believed in that day. Therefore also we pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of his calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power that the name of the Lord Jesus might be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our uh, of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. 
triumph. Victory. Victory in Christ Jesus is assured to the saints. We can be winners. If we reject Christ, we're going to be like losers. Or we can follow Jesus Christ and we have victory. It is the promise. And when this trumpet will sound, and it could be soon, and it could be a little ways off, we don't know. But when the trumpet sounds, all these things are going to happen. So the question is, are you ready? Are you ready for this day? You can be. You can be ready. You can be ready how? Well, by believing and obeying the gospel of Jesus Christ. plan is very simple. We hear this good news. Jesus died on the cross. And that through His suffering, His sacrifice, our debt is paid. And we can be washed. And God maintains His justice in the universe. And yet He's merciful and He forgives. And when we believe in Jesus, this message, we're willing to repent. We're willing to confess our faith and willing to be baptized. Hey, we're adopted into God's family. It's fantastic. All our sins are washed away. All the burden of sin is laid aside. <coughs> when we come to Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. And then we just come uh, up out of that water and just try to grow and be faithful. Just keep serving the Lord. Just keep keep on keeping on. Because what's our goal? We're trying to get to heaven. That's the ultimate issue of life is dying and facing God in judgment. It is appointed unto man once to die. See, we, can't, we can't avoid the once appointment, that is physical death. But we can avoid the second death. We, we have choice about that matter. And that's through Jesus Christ. So maybe here, you're not ready? You want to make your life right? You can. Just follow these steps that are found in the Scriptures. And then, if you've not been faithful, not been what you ought to be, you just need to make things right, you can do that also. We've got that second law part in the scribe in Acts 8. Acts chapter 19, 1 John chapter 1. Just acknowledge our wrong, confess, and make it right with God. Just ask. God is merciful. God is are you ready for the trumpet to sound? If you're not ready, and we can help. We're here to, we're to help you in any way. Come and let us know if we can help as we stand and as we sing. <clears throat>